Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Dash Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Gamage, and I'm excited to be with you for another episode. I've got Edric Moultrie from Texas. He is the Director of Elementary Student Culture at Yes Prep Public Schools. We were in the SEL certification program through the uh, SEL in Schools. I think I'm saying the right, the Academy for SEL in Schools. And before we get into the episode, just want to remind you to check us out on YouTube at SEL Educators and at SELeducators.com. With that being said, how you doing, sir? I'm doing great. World treating you well? Yeah, the world is treating me well. Houston weather is fine. It's not freezing like it's freezing up there with you. Listen, man, I'm in South Carolina. It's freezing down here. I'm about to head to Indiana, Ohio. It's about to be freezing, more freezing up there. So I don't know that I'm looking forward to that, but excited to talk to you, sir. We spent some time, I think we were in one or two of the three classes together in the um, Academy for SEL in schools. And, you know, I thought it was a, a cool experience for, for those that are not familiar with Rutgers and uh, St. Elizabeth University. There's a program that has a teacher track through Rutgers, and then there's a uh, district leader track through St. Elizabeth's that is focused on SEL implementation combined with social emotional learning and character development together. So we were in the same cohort there. Um, I thought it was kind of a great springboard and, and kind of dot connector to help, you know, get a certification in SEL that I, I don't see too often, but uh, certainly something I value. What was uh, the goal in taking that program for you? Um, well, I was looking, I'm, I was a principal, then I moved to like a dean of students. And, you know, just with those experiences, I knew that I needed to build my toolkit because mm -hmm. I have a love or an affinity for uh, character education and for social emotional learning, mm -hmm. you know, missions, mission, vision, values, like I like that kind of stuff, uh, setting up schools. So um, what I did was I reached out to some people that I knew and they said, if you really want to separate yourself uh, from the rest, go ahead and get you some restorative justice practice training. Hmm. And then we have this, I, they said, I, I know this great SEL Academy program that you should look into. So looked into it, applied, got in, uh, and it was a great experience. Mm -hmm. um, what was the restorative uh, class that you took? I took uh, the three parts of restorative uh, justice practices. Okay. Who was that through? Restorative justice practices is not just like a one and a one and done. It's like three parts. So they they teach you uh, about the 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 foundations of it. Then they get into um, certain circles mm -hmm. um, for the second part, and then the last part is like um, intense circles, like mm -hmm. when when real harm has been caused. Okay. Uh, so they, yeah, so they give you that type of training and they break it up in three parts. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at teachbetter.com slash podcasts, and we'll see you at the next episode. I know I started one with um, NEA, National Education Association. They had a micro-credential. I didn't finish it, but um, those are some cool opportunities. And we had some time to speak a few weeks ago about your journey through education and, and how you have been able to, to separate yourself with uh, different kinds of qualifications. Can you talk about how 
you know, your your certifications in restorative justice or restorative practices in an SEL has helped you blossom into your current role as the director of elementary student culture for Yes Public Schools? Yes yeah. Schools? Yeah, for sure. Um, like I said, prior to this, I got some real good training uh, through Building Excellent Schools. I think they call it something else now, BES. Um, so I got that hmm, maybe 2015, 2016. So I did have like an understanding of mission, vision, values, but not really social emotional learning and the importance of that for students. Hmm. Um, and then I took on a, a elementary school. Um, it was a, a struggling elementary school, so it wasn't meeting state standard. Um, they recruited me because I did well at another school because they wanted to turn it around. Mm -hmm. They wanted to turn around fast, so it was going to be uh, reconstituted, shut down, reconstituted, uh, and it was an issue for the district. So I went in, and this is just how it happened. I went in in um, probably June, and the leaders prior to me getting there had already set up the two-week programming for the teachers. Mm -hmm. And then I uh, I looked at the, the two-week programming on one of those Thursdays, it was a uh, CPI training. Okay. So I was like CPI training for the entire school. So I was like, wait a minute. Um, why are we training all the teachers to restrain kids? Mm. And um, so that kind of gave me a, a understanding of what the culture was and, mm. you know, what kind of work I needed to do. So I had had inklings of this, this SEL program. Some people had used it. Some people hadn't used, you know, some people used it. They liked it. They didn't like it. So I was like, well, we're going to we're going to turn that on his head. And instead of learning how to restrain kids, we're going to learn how to teach kids behaviors. We're going to learn how to talk to and build relationships with kids. So that was my first entry point into like SEL curriculum. And, you know, me not having any experience with it, I didn't really know if it was going to work. But I knew that for the assignment that I had, it had to work. Mm -hmm. So went to the training. Uh, sent my teachers and my staff to the training. Everybody got trained. And then I made sure that I was a part of it so that I could monitor it as a principal. Mm -hmm. So I put it in place and um, championed it. You know, they sent me what came with the program was, a you know, poster boards and an approach, but also they sent a counselor that was versed in that program. So I had some support. I put it in place and, um, like I said, I championed it, did everything they told me to do. And um, that was the year of Harvey. So 17, 18. Mm -hmm. So we started school late, like September 25th. Um, so I'm, I'm saying that to say in about nine months, <clears throat> we turned the school around. You know, we met standard. But the, the, the lever for the SEL programming was the discipline. Mm -hmm. So the discipline reduced 68%. Wow. And I knew that it wasn't from anything else. But, you know, of course, you know, our approach to working with students and working with teachers. But I, I knew that that SEL programming, which yeah. gave teachers language, gave students language, was the heavy lever to make that change. A completely different. I love how you said a language mindset. And you said CPI, that's crisis prevention. What's the I? Um, Intervention. Crisis prevention intervention. Okay. And they'll learn. So that's just, just think about that. Learning how to restrain students versus learning how to teach students skills and language. I mean, that's that seems like a simple approach or, or something that would be um, simple to adjust. But 
uh, it was innovative, especially in 2017, like today, that may seem obvious, but 2017, you were an early adopter there. And and that how does that continue to grow? I guess in your experience, you, you mentioned you've taken on several challenges like that that may have been more turnaround schools. And now you're in a position where you're starting new schools. Yes, sir. So what's the question? How did you how did you go from that place? So you had that turnaround school in nine months. Was that the first turnaround school? That was the first. That was my first experience as a turnaround principal. Sure. And what was what happened from there? From there, um, after I did that year, uh, it was pretty, it was pretty stressful. You know, with the pressure of the the district needing that school to to perform and just you know just taking on a brand new environment and a brand new school like that to do that type of work, it takes a lot out of you personally, uh, emotionally, uh, physically, mentally. So I ended up being moved to, I ended up moving to a, a high school. Okay. Um, I needed a break. So I did, a, I went to a high school uh, where I was uh, a dean of students. So that just kind of gave me a different experience. And what I was able to do was take what I learned uh, as a principal in elementary school to the high school in my approach with high school students uh, and, and, and with my approach to uh, supporting teachers. Mm. Um, where it wasn't formal, it was just with me on the campus, I exuded those, those values and those beliefs when I interacted with people. Um, and then from there, you know, at that point, I was still kind of looking for, for my just right job. So mm -hmm. I just believe like while you're waiting, prepare. So that's when I got into uh, restorative justice practice training. That's when I got into the SEL Academy. So after that, once I um, started applying, I had that in my, I had that in my pocket. Mm -hmm. And I'm 100% sure once they saw those two things coupled with wow. the work that I did as an assistant principal and as a principal, um, I was the man for the job. Mm, mm. That's so cool. And so and take me into that job now, because you're so as the director of elementary student culture, you you're actually assigned with opening, you said two schools a year, two schools a year. Um, so the the organization started opening schools during the pandemic. So they opened two. It was virtual. Well, that's a different dynamic. Right. Mm. So then I came the next year, which was last year, uh, June, June of last year. July of last year, uh, so they were open up two, opening up two more schools. Mm -hmm. uh, so this year we opened up another two schools. So we have a total of six right now. Mm -hmm. But in my work, I'm my my work is around behavior systems, uh, social and emotional um, learning, and uh, case management, which is basically response to intervention. So students who display tier two, tier three behaviors, finding those supports. Um, training teachers and training leaders on how to respond to students who can't emotionally regulate, they can't self-manage, they don't know how to build relationships, they can't problem solve. Uh, and then also teachers who are struggling uh, with, with their self-management <laughs> self and emotional regulation. You know, just what all the stresses of the job nowadays. Teaching mm -hmm. isn't the same. The yeah. environment isn't the same. So, you know, where teaching has always been stressful, now, um, in the present, it's even more stressful. Mm -hmm. Outside of these, um, the restorative justice or restorative practice and the SEL curriculum, 
what would you say it is about you and your upbringing or your experience that makes you um so you seem like this is natural and, and i'm a big believer like your credential just gives you the piece of paper to let everybody else know what you are the best at but you really this is this is talent for you and the credential made it a skill um how, how where did you develop your skills or your capacity to be able to see these things and put together plans to roll out new schools well I, that's a that's a that's a deep question um i would say it just it started from my upbringing uh, i came up in underserved schools um elementary middle high school um and then i went to uh texas southern university uh for my undergrad and during that time i i i went in as a as an accounting major mm. and then i I had some people around me who mentored me and they were like, Hey, why don't you try education? So I went into education and uh, early on in the program, I was able to observe classrooms. So once I observed the classrooms, I was like, Oh, okay. You know, this might be something that I can do. And I was observing classrooms of predominantly African-American schools. Um, so once I did that, I don't know. It just like, it was an awakening. All I kept thinking was, wow, how did I learn how to read, write, mm. you know, do math in a room with 25 little kids in first grade and one teacher? Mm. So it just made me reflect even to the point where I was like, where's that teacher? Once mm. I started teaching, I went looking for that teacher and I actually found my first grade teacher. Wow. Become your best self with bestself.co. They have 90-day journals, six-month action plans, daily journals, gratitude cards, relationship cards, all kinds of things to help you become a better version of yourself. Visit bestself.co and use the code GAMAGE for 15% off your next order. Um, so from that point on, it was like, okay, this was my, this was my journey. You know, I found education. I started teaching. Um, I struggled in the beginning, like most, I, I have that typical struggle in the beginning. Mm. Um, then I probably my seventh year, I kind of found my groove, um, became an assistant principal at a founding school. Um, I was able to, you know, set up systems, you know, establish the discipline, write a discipline plan. So just all of those things. And then uh, what I, I I have a doctorate from Texas A&M uh, College Station with um, it's a PhD in curriculum and instruction with a focus on urban education. Okay. So that program also exposed me to just different things. Mm. And uh, mm. with all of that, my upbringing and all my all my training, it just made sense. I had a, I felt like I had a, a this is kind of maybe arrogant, but a gift with connecting with, with, with kids. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and I'll say the last lever was, you know, I, it made me reflect on uh, when I was in the fifth grade, I had this teacher. Oh my God. She, she was, she was tough. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and that's all I remembered about her. I was like, she was tough as I was like, she, and then I, I felt like she didn't like me. Like I just, I didn't feel comfortable in her classroom. Yeah. And um, I went to school with, with some guys and, you know, we kind of stayed connected. 
uh, from elementary school. And I saw one of these, one of these guys I hadn't seen in a while. And I said, Hey man, do you remember the teacher fifth grade? You know, we, we laughed about it. And I was like, man, I don't think she liked me. He was like, Edric, she didn't like any of us. <laughs> she was, he was like, you know, I'll just think about all the black boys who were in the classroom. Mm. He was like, we were from the projects. Right. So the kids who lived in the houses, she treated different. Wow. Then she treated the ones in the projects. Yeah. Man, I went home and I reflected on that and I got emotional. And from that point on, I said, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm never going to judge a kid. I'm never going to go in with preconceived notions. I'm going to take them where they are from where they are and push them to where they need to be. Wow. So that was the heavy level. Like, that kind of hurt my feelings because I couldn't believe that a teacher would be in the classroom and felt that way about kids. Yeah. I mean, this, thank you for taking me through that journey because I think it's easy for someone like myself who who sees you now and, and has been acquainted with you through for a year and a half through that journey to, to assume that, man, you're just an expert at this. You're just a natural at this. But hearing the whole journey is a reminder that nobody nobody's an overnight success. Nobody is is tasked with starting you know, schools or, or building these systems in schools overnight. So thank you for taking me through the depth of that story and finding your place. And something that stands out to me too is how, I guess, like not recognizing that. Like it seems, again, even myself as a, a young man now, I don't know that I really thought about how or if I was discriminated in my youth, but I know systematically how that looks for for children, like I've, I've obviously, obviously discovered that for myself, but I don't know that I've actually taken the time to reflect on how that looked in my experience. And maybe I don't remember many of my teachers, so that might be part of it. Um, they weren't very memorable, but I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that piece of the conversation. As you, I just think it's cool too that you like having that awakening yourself and recognizing like there's a there's a, a a deep level of empathy there that you felt with yourself as a child. Yes. And for the students that you're working with. Yes. And which drives me. So it dictates how I move. Mm. Um, it dictates what I tolerate uh, with educators that I'm responsible for training and or evaluating. So uh, one of my biggest um concerns I have with some educators, and I'm not trying to sound negative, but, you know, you have some educators who have low expectations for students. Hmm. Like, I can't deal with that. Yeah. If you go in with low expectations for students, then students aren't going to be successful or they won't be as successful as they can be. Mm-hmm. So that journey that I took you on and I talk about that teacher, that's the, they had, she had low expectations for some of the students that she had in the classroom, and that's just unacceptable. Right, right, absolutely. And we, you know, we're trained to think about what's what's wrong with students. Dr. Byron McClure just wrote a book, Hacking Deficit Thinking, and, and it's focused on shifting from what's wrong to what's strong. And that's just what we think about through school, through teacher prep programs, all we're taught to identify is what's wrong with kids. And so we we see that, and, and even when we're trying to help folks, we think, oh man, you know, he's, he comes from such a rough home. I understand why he's acting like that. I understand why she's acting like that. And we'll have have pity, but we won't have have pity and still hold that expectation high. In your role, and you're responsible for all the all the culture that's going into these new school systems, behavior, student prep, 
uh, behavior types of curriculum. Which component would you say is the the piece that holds the puzzle together? Like without um, part, nothing else really matters. It's it's the social emotional learning uh, uh, program. So we um, we use harmony. Uh, and in in harmony, we use three components. It's four components. We combine we combine two of them to make one. So we do um, uh, classroom connections in the morning. Uh, we do direct instruction. So kids get direct instruction uh, in their core enrichment classes or out classes, and then we do closing meetings. Um, so. Hmm. That sets up the community agreements, that sets up the connection, that that helps establish the relationships with the teacher and the students, student to student. Uh, students aren't going to be able to learn, you know, or maximize their learning unless they feel safe in the space. Uh, and they're able to learn not just from the teacher, but from their peers. Mm -hmm. So and this is this is like grounded our mission, our, our district mission is grounded in social emotional learning and we back it up with curriculum. Uh, we also, we, we, we survey uh, our students. Um, we also use that data to not to just look at, but we use that data to make decisions. We set KRs, you know, each, each uh, grading period, um, two of those grading periods based on SEL data. Uh, and then we make decisions for the the upcoming year based on that data also. Right. So socially what that's what kind of sold me on the on working at this district because we have a whole culture team and we actually set goals around culture, culture items. Wow. That's good, man. Um, so Harmony SEL, I'm I'm familiar with it, a, a free program out of Stanford. And they right. have you mentioned components of it do you all do you use the uh teacher development component of harmony as well no we 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 use the um the playbook okay we use the playbook but we 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 haven't so we're that's a great question because because right now we are looking at you're talking about inspire right yeah so yeah. we're looking at inspire and we're trying to find out how we can slow roll it in mm. um because we because we're opening schools it's a lot to do that yeah. and plus there are ob other obligations that uh mm. that that teachers have with the state so what we did come to to agreement on is piloting um a small group of teachers identifying uh which lessons mm. we want them to, to to take part in get their feedback and, and depending on the feedback that'll determine on how wide the scope will be of using inspire mm. What what made y'all decide to use Harmony as a curriculum? Well, I mean, to be honest, it's free, um, <laughs> but also it's research based. Um, they have had success, um, so why not? Yeah. Now I wasn't a part of that work. I came in on the back end, but they did so much uh, work in preparation. You know, coming up with a scope and sequence, uh, adding it to the the daily schedule. Um, uh, determining how we were going to measure it, how were we going to observe, who was going to observe, when they were going to observe. So Harmony, just with all of the things, all of the resources that comes with it, it was just, it was a no-brainer. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I can I can see that. I use I've used Harmony myself before um, with schools and recommended it as well. So I I, I like that. And, and one thing I think for folks, I believe it is a Castle certified program um, as well. And so uh, one of my questions for you, I've got so many. The you have the basically the opening, middle, and closing pieces of SEL in a day. Is that from Harmony or or that's a that's a a familiar sequence to like the uh, Castle Three uh, SEL practice playbook. I don't know if you're familiar with the opening activity, engaging activity, and closing activities. It sounds like you all are following oh. that same structure. I'm not sure if that's built into Harmony or if that's part of your overall district strategy. Great question. It's it's within each component. So in the closing meeting, there is a there's an opening. You know, there is an activity, mm -hmm. then there's a closeout during direct instruction. There's an opening, you know, there's an activity, there's a closeout. And during closing meetings, there's an opening, there's a reflection, and then there's a closing out. Yes. And so is that strategy a strategy that's built into the Harmony curriculum? Or is that a strategy that is baked into your teaching model and how you that's, work about SEL? That's our teaching model. That's wow. our teaching model okay. because because we have teachers who are implementing it, and we have um, you know administrators who are monitoring it and observing it, and we're just in front of kids. We're teaching them how to do those things. Uh, we decided to use the teaching model, introduce, talk about the vocabulary, get an activity that aligns with what the what the focus is, and then close them out. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Is there any other tools or resources that you find super valuable What and, and tools, I, I mean, people or curriculum software that you feel like is super valuable to you all doing this elementary expansion that you're a part of? Um, SEL is pretty much um, Harmony. The SEL curriculum with Harmony is pretty much it. But like I said before, I think the I feel like the fact that we set goals mm with that panorama survey. So we do a, we do a panorama survey um, for SEL, um, for SEL subjects or components to SEL. We have our third graders uh, and our fourth graders take that twice a year so we can determine growth. And then we also have the teacher perception part of it. Mm -hmm. So that actually measuring SEL, um, the SEL components is the, the, the other thing that I feel like it makes a difference because once we know that this, this decreased or this decreased or this increase and this increase, we can make decisions on how we change our programming, not just the SEL program, but just our programming in general when it comes to culture. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, you know, I, I think we're, I would like to talk to you in more depth about some of the implementation strategy. And that's a lot of what our program was about as well. Um, my last question for you is about um, like teachers, just, I guess, briefly, like how, how do you prepare your teachers for SEL, get their minds right for it? Um, we, we have trainings at the beginning of the year. Um, we do trainings throughout the year uh, when it comes to the teachers, um, at the at the beginning of the year and teacher preparation time, uh, we take take some time during during that time to show them how um, we we share the data and then we 
show them, model for them how it's supposed to be done, whether it's synchronous or we've created some async um, trainings also for teachers to be able to view, uh, ask questions and participate in so they can build their muscle. Now they're not all, they're not there yet, Yeah, um, but, but we're working on it. Yeah. It, it's it's a systematic approach. And I think um, through through the, the program that we took, I got a greater understanding and appreciation for policy and the structure that goes along with implementation and getting to like practice that implementation plan. I'm, I'm hearing the structure and I'm hearing those components that uh, create a successful uh, SER program. Last, one more final question. Do you all use like Castle has the uh, Castle Rubric School Guide or the District Resource Center for other resources and tracking information? No, we don't use those. Um, okay. No. Okay. Okay. Just curious. Just curious. Well, we could talk about those some more too. Where can we find you at? Where can the people learn more? Um, yeah. Where can we do those things? Um, well, I, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, and and for my 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 uh, district is yesprepublicschools.org. Um, you can just go to the website and it'll just lay out. Our, our mission, our vision, our programming for elementary, for secondary. Um, and then uh, on my LinkedIn, I, I kind of have some things on there um, that, that'll give you some insight to, to who I am and, and what I'm about also. Excellent. Thank you very much. Any final words you want to leave with anybody listening? Hey, man, socially, socially and emotional learning, you know, it's not just a buzzword. If you systematically uh, approach it if you approach it systematically with students and teachers and you put it in your in your schools or you use it in your districts it can make a difference um with not just with with discipline but just building the whole child mm-hmm. to prepare them to be able to you know do the things that they need to do um problem solve build relationships you know regulate themselves just be a good person um with empathy um and it just creates a safe place uh, for kids to 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 go learn. Um, so I highly recommend, you know, if you don't know much about it, just look into it, do some research and ask questions. Well said. Well said. We School is a social place. People are emotional beings. You can't take it out of school. You might as well do it with intention. Thank you, sir, for sharing your your journey. Thank you for sharing your, your systems and your processes to and your and your continued improvement to, to make a successful elementary expansion with Yes Prep Public School Schools. We appreciate your time so much. If you like this episode, share it with someone that needs to hear it, another school leader, someone that's really considering rolling out SEL systematically. And we'll see you next time. This is The Dash. Thank you. Thanks for listening to us on the Dash Podcast. I definitely hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you liked it, share it with a friend, share it with an educator, share it with someone who needs to hear the message from this episode. You can visit our website, seleducators.com, to learn more about our online courses and professional development training for schools and districts. We'll see you next time. This is the Dash.